0: You know, I, I just feel like if it's a well-organized effort, everybody benefits from volunteering because um, it feels good to help people. You know, if I'm helping somebody improve the quality of their life, that improves the quality of my life as well.
1: That was Project Open Hand volunteer Jill Morrison. I'm Jeff, and this is at San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from volunteers, photographers, journalists, and San Franciscans from all walks of life, telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to put into words what makes this city so special. Welcome to Episode 30, Part 2. In Part 1, Jill's fellow volunteer, Dana Dawson, shared the history of Project Open Hand. In this podcast, Jill... Dana, and a few other volunteers talk about working at Project Open Hand, their collective friendships, and how you can get involved. Just a quick plug. The San Francisco Cultural History Museum is having a pop-up event this weekend called Streets of San Francisco. The event is from noon to 4 on Saturday and noon to 7 on Sunday in Kerouac Alley, which is between Vesuvio and City Lights over in North Beach. On Sunday at 1, I'll be talking with Street Sheet editor Quiver Watts as part of the two-day event. We hope you can make it. Here's Jill Morrison.
0: Yeah, um, well, I, I didn't really know what Project Open Hand was. I have a friend who is a client there. Um, I knew he, not, he got food there, but I didn't really know anything more about it than that. Um, but in 2013, um, I came out of a really uh, kind of long, um, severe bout of depression and as i was trying to find a variety of ways to sort of take care of my health um i thought of i've done volunteer work in the past also um for a few a few other organizations but i hadn't in a while so uh one of the things that i thought of was was volunteer work and you know i i just feel like if it's a well organized effort everybody benefits from volunteering because um, it feels good to help people, you know, if I'm helping somebody improve the quality of their life, that improves the quality of my life as well. So, um, so I, uh, I lived like four, three or four blocks away from Project Open Hand. So I just checked it out and went to an orientation.
1: You mean from the kitchen or, um, or from the
0: warehouse? It's the same building.
1: Oh, it's in the same building. The same oh, building. The and, same building and where, yeah. and where is it for our listeners?
0: It's on, um, it's on Polk Street. Willow. Oh yeah. Willow Street. Willow. Willow and Ellis. Right, right. So I was just in thinking about place I was just walking around the neighborhood looking for something I could do like in right in my little home space. But they at first I I mostly worked by myself in the warehouse and the grocery center. And and that was it was good. It felt good to be helping. Um but I was mostly working alone or maybe with somebody else who wasn't that interested in talking. <laughs> so then, then, I, then they stuck me with these guys one day. And, uh, <laughs> and everybody was talking and having fun and, yeah, having a good time. So that was an added benefit. And uh, How
1: long ago six, was this?
0: Two, six, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. I think, well, no, Craig and Daryl are the newest people.
1: What do you call the people who receive the meals? Is there a word? Clients. Clients. Do you all um, have any interaction with clients?
0: Yeah, we talked. We can talk to the clients. I mean, when they go, when they come and get their groceries, a lot of them will. There are a lot of when people you go. Who you mean when, when you go same, grocery shopping for them? When we go grocery shopping for them. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a lot of the same people come on the same day every week, so you sort of get to know them, and uh, we chat and. Um, but is that what you mean
1: that? Yeah, that must that must be gratifying. Yeah, it really in, in is. Yeah, you, you, you probably develop friendships and relationships over that. You yeah,
2: know. well, there's a weird thing that happens when you start volunteering. You think you're doing it for other people. You think you're like, OK, I'm going to go contribute and help. But I think our group we've been going. I have six and a half years. Jill six. Um, all, all of my team has been volunteering this long. And um truthfully, we really enjoy the time together that we're volunteering. So, it feels a little smug to say we're contributing to the to the greater good when we're actually really enjoying ourselves and, and we've made, I mean, we've made good friends with each other and love, love spending that. We spend four hours every week together. We know each other. We don't stop talking. The minute we start um, volunteering, we're chatting the whole time. So, that part is great.
3: I know when I started to volunteer, I was new to living in the city, I wanted to have structure, something to look forward to, something to do during the week, because I was retired, no longer getting up at 5.30 in the morning to go and teach and blah, 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 and then luckily came across, you know, Project Open Hand, because of the friends who were very big supporters of Project Open Hand, and luckily got into this really good group, so... I cannot say it's, um, it's this generosity of spirit uh, that's driving me. It's kind of a selfish thing because I enjoy what I'm doing. I know?
1: almost think that's a way to sell it, though, mm-hmm. if, you, if you guys want more volunteers. I mean, it's something, it's to,
3: not... it's something to look forward to. You know, sure. and, and luckily, everything has worked out really, really well with our group. It could could have been different in I guess and Jill was luckily stuck with us, as she so <laughs> eloquently said, but you know, so I mean because there's a difference between um altruism and self selflessness and you know, so I don't know where we fall on the spectrum, you know.
2: I think that is a reason to volunteer. Because um you are contributing, however, you're meeting other people who wanna contribute. In making relationships with people who have that in common, so while we don't have very much in common in our group, but we found out, oh yes, we do. We all eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> we all, um, we all wanted to contribute. We all live in the same city, and we have found a lot of common ground with each other. And so, um, it is a great place to meet good friends and like-minded people. Even though we would never th- see that on the street as being like-minded. It's great. And while we do get the friendship out of it and everything, it is a good feeling when you leave to have done something to contribute. And my my dad died of liver cancer, and the idea of his last few years being alone with no good food or just even on his own is a terrible thought to me and so the idea that these people are getting meals delivered with someone who cares or food from someone who cares and good nutritious food not just a little bit of food but a nice healthy dose of food there is something that makes you feel better and it's a, it's interesting to find out how sometimes people aren't that appreciative uh that minute and you have to remember every week why you're here sometimes that's tricky
3: Sure. I'd like to give some kudos to Dana because when she first started at Project Open Hand, she was coming in from from Orinda and also finishing her degree. So it wasn't this lady of leisure in the city, but she had to make a concerted effort to do it. That is a thing. I feel like a lot of people who might want
1: to volunteer, whether it's Project Open Hand or anything, it's like you know, where am I going to find time? But there are folks who prove it's not a that's not an issue
0: i think there are a lot of people out there who are very busy uh and still find time for volunteer work uh mm-hmm. so, that is a, a the number one reason for not volunteering though the number one reason that people give for not volunteering is that they they don't have time it's hard to find time and energy to do that yeah yeah But i really like the community aspect of volunteering like we've been talking about i feel like i have a a little community within a community within a community here and uh, it's just nice to be able to bond with uh, you know such a a bunch of people who were so different we've different walks of life but but we all find a common bond and get along yeah yeah i like to encourage other people to do volunteer work hoping that they'll Make some kind of a connection like that.
4: Uh, my name is Craig Smith, and um, I am HIV positive. And um, I think um, I've been HIV positive since 1987. Wow. Um, wow. and my detector uh, its not detectable. And I have always wanted to volunteer, even when I was working for the law firm um, because um, they were the clients were HIV positive or had AIDS Mm -hmm. first and you you could see them and you could talk to them and you could make them feel better um, and you know being HIV positive for me, um, you know, I was working and, um, but for a lot of the clients, you know, they didn't work. So we just, you know, it, it was something that I wanted to to say, you know, t- uh, about us, you know.
5: I first heard about Open Hand when I was working as a corporate slave for a company that rhymes with Bell's Cargo, and, <laughs> and I liked it. I liked how it felt. So when I retired years later, I, um, I signed up. I gave a call. I said, I'd like to come in. They say, get a TB shot. You get a TB shot. And I went in to do the grocery, because that's what I had done when I was at the bank. And um, I got there early because I always run early. It's who I am. And I ran into this crew here, and they were doing stuff. I said, you want help? They said, yeah. That's all you had to do. The next week, I showed up at 9, and every week thereafter, I've come in to do the warehouse before the grocery. So one other thing, as different as we all are, we have some clients who are not as kind as other clients. And it's a very kind of groupthink when that happens. We become very protective of our own.
2: There are plenty of um, opportunities at Project Open Hand for people. So if they want to volunteer and meet a nice group of people every single Wednesday night throughout the year, unless it happens on New Year's Day or Christmas Day, every Wednesday at 6, you can show up at Project Open Hand on Polk Street and they do an hour orientation. It takes about an hour is all. And then you can sign up and start helping. And, um, sometimes I teach that orientation class and I feel like saying every time, if you build it, they will come. I have never shown up when there hasn't been a group of new people wanting to contribute and volunteer. And it really is so, uh, I leave there feeling so good about this city that there are that many people, because there are thousands of places that take volunteers and need volunteers. And it's really reassuring to know that many people are coming out saying, no, I want to contribute four hours of my time or three hours of my time. It's nice. I love the city. When I I leave Wednesday nights, I'm always happier about, you know, living here. I feel like if you don't vote, you can't complain. And I feel that same way about the city. If you live in the city and you don't contribute in some way, volunteer in some way, then don't complain. You know, there's there's a lot of opportunity out there to help and contribute. And so, therefore, do it. And you meet nice people while you're at
0: it. Awesome. And, the, you know, some of them don't involve uh, a whole lot of commitment either. Um, so it's just a matter of finding the, the thing that's most appropriate for your schedule and your lifestyle. But Project Open Hand is very well organized and large and... They make you feel useful when you're there.
3: I think our group is particularly lucky because we're a hybrid in that we work both in the um, grocery center, bagging things, doing whatever, and also serving the clients. So that makes it even more interesting because we're not doing four hours of the same thing. We're doing two hours in which we can chatter away. Mm -hmm. And then we're doing two hours when we're meeting face-to-face with the clients. And I don't know if there's any other group... Uh, like us, because I like to think that we are all so special.
1: <laughs> that was Project Open Hand volunteers Jill Morrison, Dana Dawson, Robert Pucci, Craig Smith, and Daryl Foreman. Join us next week when we'll hear from Joe Begale, the guy who does the music for this podcast under the name Otis McDonald. Film photography for the show is by Michelle Killfeather. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to learn about some of the stuff we do besides the podcast. Find the nearly 80 episodes on our website, storiedsf.com, which is also where you can now go to pledge your support for the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show for us. Send comments or suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.